Hey everyone, and welcome to this special episode of Mornings with Ron. This week's bonus episode is for anyone who has a family member or friend that is a caregiver or someone who's dealing with Alzheimer's or dementia. I decided to do a special episode specifically related to this topic because of my time spent dealing with my grandmother and then her son, my uncle. I've talked to people over the years who are dealing with newly diagnosed cases of these diseases that just need to hear from someone who would help them understand that they're not alone. And those of us who have experienced Alzheimer's and dementia in our lives are provide no mean experts, yet we certainly have enough experience that gives us the opportunity to provide some pearls of wisdom for your journey. It's not an easy topic, but it's a conversation that needs to be had and an important one. So here we go. One of the hardest things we're faced with is when our visits to our loved ones result in our becoming less and less known to them. And who we are to them begins to change until you finally reach the point where the identity as we know it no longer exists. When my grandmother first went into the nursing home, everything was fine in terms of her knowing who I was. On my first visit, she thought she was in the hospital and they were checking her out because she had been sick. And other than her wanting to get out and go home, our discussions and conversations would be as they always had been. She began to think I was my uncle, which still made sense as our younger pictures looked very much alike. I soon understood that depending on the visit, her brain was in a different place in time. Whomever she was seeing me as fit in that place where her brain was. It was easier to take because there were visits where she actually still knew me and would call me out by name. It was when that stopped that it became more difficult. I was the first grandchild and lived in the same city as my grandmother, so we spent an amazing amount of time together growing up. As my identity started to decrease with her, I dreaded the day when I would go and visit and my identity would be completely gone, at least on the outside. Unfortunately, that day came and it was one of the difficult parts of dealing with her dementia that I experienced. The unfortunate thing for some Alzheimer's and dementia patients is that is the point where the family decides that there's no reason to even visit anymore because they don't know you are there anyway, which obviously is a mistake. When I would visit, although she may not have known me, all I had to do was look deep into her eyes and I knew somewhere inside I was still there. She may not have been able to verbally acknowledge my identity, but the heart never forgets, and I believe that to be the case. We visited her continuously and was with her the morning she passed. Up until that last moment, we were at peace because we knew we had done well. Part of the reason for this story is not only to help those dealing with similar situations, but to remind you to love and hold those that you still have with you. Have you called your mom, dad, grandparent, or family member lately? Have you told them you love them or hugged them recently? If not, do it. Take every opportunity to make the best of those fleeting moments while your identity is known and robust. Once it's gone, you won't have that opportunity again. So be the one with no regret because you took the opportunity to be there when you could. This next message came about when I was home for Father's Day last year. And as I usually do, I stopped by the cemetery to pay respects to my grandma. There's something calming about having one-on-one time there, even though the person isn't in front of you. This visit and a prompting from my friend Kim reminded me of something that I wanted to share. As my mother well knows, one of the hardest things in dealing with people who have dementia is when you come to the point where their reality is no longer the reality that we all experience. They tell you things they did the night before that were not even possible, and they see and experience things that we don't see. 
And in dealing with this, our first nature is to correct them and tell them they are wrong because we aren't seeing the same things they are. Breaking this habit is so difficult to do because we want so bad for them to see our reality. This is neither healthy for the person or the caregiver, nor all of those that come into contact with the patient. With time, we learn to just accept what grandma was saying. If she said she was at work or out shopping the night before, when we knew she had never left the nursing home, we just played along with her. We asked her things like what she bought or how work went, and she would often have responses that correlated to what she had experienced in her mind. Agreeing with her made her comfortable in sharing. Attempting to correct her made her agitated and upset. And playing along was by no means an easy task to learn, but one so important for the well-being of both the patient and the caregiver. There is no book for dealing with dementia. There are help references that attempt to guide you along the way. However, each person is unique and different, and dealing with them in a way that makes both people comfortable is something that is learned over time. Equally important is the fact that although they may just sit in silence and not acknowledge you're speaking to them, they hear you. They know everything that you're saying. Unfortunately, that means side conversations you're having with each other are often being heard as well. So talking about them in their presence because you're assuming they don't understand you is definitely a misconception. As most people, my family had zero training in caring for a patient with dementia, and we had to learn as we went. It can be an arduous and painful process, but rewarding in the sense that you are left with a feeling of having done your best with no regrets when the caring time has come to an end. If you are dealing with a family member or friend with dementia or Alzheimer's, I'm sure you can relate. As difficult as it seems at times, remember that although they may not seem present, they are listening. As we go through life, we start to build a cache of memories from the time we were born. The things we do, the people we meet, and the situations we encounter all start to form a memory box in our mind that we often access in times of need and sadness. We create good memories, bad memories, memories that have significance, and sometimes memories that we'd rather forget. Often, we allow those memories to override each other. When we need to feel good, we allow the bad memories to sabotage our effort to do so. And when we feel bad, we sometimes use our good memories to bring us out of a bad place. Memories serve a host of purposes in our everyday lives. As we well know, our ability to remember ebbs and flows as we get older. Some things stay bright and in the forefront of our minds. Others fade away and are almost impossible to find even when we try to access them. Some slip away to make room for new ones, and others are quickly discarded as soon as they happen. This is all a natural part of life and aging. Where it becomes difficult is when one has to deal with Alzheimer's or dementia, and their cognitive thoughts are affected by their biology. Those of us who have directly dealt with patients with Alzheimer's or dementia, such as my grandmother had, know firsthand the effect those terrible diseases have on an individual's ability to share their memories. Although in their mind, their memories may be intact, their ability to verbalize and share them becomes more and more impossible. Unfortunately, what results is a lost familial history that we wish we had. That is why it's so incredibly important to gain knowledge that interests us in relation to family history while we have the opportunity. We never expect our loved ones to come down with memory-stealing diseases, but it unfortunately affects more people than it should. We sometimes don't even realize that the disease is starting to take hold until it's too late to extract the knowledge that we seek. It is why we have an obligation to stay close to 
and care for our older loved ones throughout their lives and not just when they are sick and need us most. When my grandmother was in her early stages of her dementia, I fortunately had many opportunities to sit with her and ask her family questions. She also took the opportunity to share things with me that I never knew. It was her way of clearing her soul as she prepared for that last phase of her life. If we give them the opportunity, they will talk to us. If only we will listen. Use those opportunities to learn all that you can, when you can. When the memories are gone, they are gone forever. And unfortunately, some memories can never be replaced. One of the hardest things about dealing with a loved one who has dementia is the moment when you see them for the first time and they don't recognize you. You look into their eyes and search deep into their soul and try to come up with something, anything that will help make them remember. Sometimes you get a nugget, sometimes you don't. But inevitably, you get to the point where the memory is no longer there on the outside and you take comfort in the fact that somewhere on the inside, you still exist. I would say that it was a good five years before my grandmother passed that she started showing signs that we didn't immediately recognize. Mood changes and behaviors that were out of the norm started to pop up. Grandma was always opinionated, and if she had something to say, she said it. So it was often hard to tell if some action was just her being her, but in a little different way. You can look back and ask yourself why you didn't see it. However, unless you've lived it, understanding why isn't readily apparent. However, this story isn't about recognizing the signs. It is about taking advantage of opportunities that present themselves once you know. Poignant moments will arise that are so important to take advantage of, for they will present you with an opportunity to create a memory that will last a lifetime. One of those moments for me was about a week before my grandmother passed. At that point, she had pretty much stopped eating and drinking, but true to form for her, she was still up in her wheelchair. She was not one to lay in her bed if she didn't have to. That was the strength and resolve that she always showed. When I arrived for a visit, I found out that although she was refusing food and had a hard time swallowing, occasionally she would take water from a sponge just to keep her mouth wet. An opportunity for a moment that I seized because at that point in the process, you find anything that you can to hold on to. The nurses sat my grandmother in a chair outside her room, and I got a cup of water, and I found a sponge on a stick. The sponge had ridges on it that made it easier to bite down on to be able to extract the water. As long as I would give it to her, she would suck on the sponge and drink. And once we were finished, she took her hand and placed it on mine. This was one of the most beautiful experiences that I ever shared with my grandmother, and it still makes me smile. Because I believe that there's no greater love than being able to care for someone who cared for you unconditionally. Dealing with her dementia in the three years that she was in the nursing home instilled the passion in me that drives what I do today. I learned that there are so many out there dealing with the same thing. I also learned that the most important thing we can do is remember that although they may not be there in mind, they are still people, they are still there, and most of all, they know that we are there as well. My point of the story is this. No matter what you do in life, sometimes we only get one opportunity to create a memory, and it's so incredibly important to seize on that opportunity when it presents itself. You can make those opportunities into anything you want, and trust me, turning them into wonderful, happy memories, despite the circumstance, will give you something to cherish. I don't look at pictures and cry. I look at them and smile. Why? Because I know that somewhere up there, she's looking down on me and smiling and saying, I taught you well, and you listened. This last message came from a quote that I saw by Judith London that said, 
Caregivers are often the casualties, the hidden victims. No one sees the sacrifices they make. Over the last three years, I've had the opportunity to be in more nursing homes, assisted living facilities, and senior centers than I ever thought I would be in during my lifetime. I experienced it firsthand with my grandmother and then through the Bring Smiles to Seniors program. And I got to see what others see through the eyes of patients, nurses, administrators, and the myriad of people that take care of those that need assistance. And this got me to thinking about the caregivers. When someone is diagnosed with an illness, our focus tends to be on that person and what they are dealing with. We worry, pray, hope, and direct our attention to the person with the illness in hopes that in some way we can make them better. So much focus goes on the individual that the person often lost in the fray is the caregiver. And in reality, sometimes the stress and burden that is placed on the caregiver can be as great as the person dealing with the disease themselves. When my grandmother was in her early stages of dementia, my mother was determined to take care of her at home. However, as the disease progressed and grandma became combative and a danger to herself and others, she would sleep at the floor of my grandmother's bed to ensure that she didn't get up during the night and leave the house. My mom would clean my grandmother's room after she went on one of her rampages tearing the room apart. Likewise, my aunt did the same for my grandmother's son, who also had dementia, while he dug up the front yard for no reason at all or threw things at the television. They did what they felt they had to do. They were caregivers. How many times in the course of asking about how someone with the illness is doing do we actually stop and ask the caregiver how they are doing? The stress and burden that is placed on their own life is enormous, while they go without complaining because they are caring for the ones that they love. Not only do they have to deal with the emotional stress of the situation, they often have to deal with financial and health burdens of their own as they become responsible for two people's lives rather than just theirs. I realized that it was not just my grandmother dealing with the disease, but my mom as well. It is why it's incredibly important to make sure that we as a loving family do what we can do to make the caregivers' lives a little more stress-free. We have to discover on our own ways of giving back, supporting, and loving both the person with the disease and the caregiver who devotes their life to taking care of those that we love. Today, my heart goes out to every person that has ever been a caregiver for someone in need. You are a special breed. When the times are tough, you don't run, you stay. In those moments when you feel you have no strength left, you persevere and go on. You allow your issues to take a back seat while you focus on the person you love. We all have a responsibility to give that love right back to you. Know that we see what you do, we are thankful for what you do, and we love you for what you do. I want to thank you for joining me for this special episode of Mornings with Ron. As I said, this is certainly not an easy conversation to have, but hopefully some of the words that I've been able to give you over the past few minutes are something you can use in your own life. If you happen to be a caregiver or someone dealing with Alzheimer's or dementia, or have a friend or family member who's dealing with these terrible diseases. So look for a new regular episode of Mornings with Ron next week. And until then, as you go out into this great big world of ours, remember to be the reason that someone smiles. Thank you.